Hey man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah man, well turn it up man! This is Rock News Weekly. Every week we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of Rock News Weekly. We are kicking off the year with a brand new name and a brand new website. So make sure you guys check that out at rocknewsweekly.com. We used to be the Garage Rock Show podcast. People were getting it kind of confused with if we specialized in just garage rock or why the garage was there altogether. So briefly, it the, the show started in my garage, and that's why it was called the Garage Rock Show uh, but now we've kind of grown, and I think that it's better to change our name to be more specific to what we're delivering to you guys every week. So rocknewsweekly.com was available. I jumped at it, and now we're, we're, we're here. We're, we're doing it, guys. This is Rock News Weekly, uh, and we are going to be bringing you the news every week. Uh, so check it out. This week is the first news cycle of 2020, and there's lots of things to talk about, including tonight. There's a big David Bowie uh, tribute tonight. And I'll let you know more about that in just a bit. The Save Our Stages Act passed in Congress, thanks to Dave Grohl and others. We'll let you know the details on that and what it means for a lot of local music venues. Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park has been reaching out to his Twitch community uh, to produce fans' music this year by using the hashtag ShinodaProduceMe. We'll talk about that. It's a really interesting idea. There's a bunch of new albums on the way that we are getting uh, details from. Eddie Vedder, Kings Leon, The Killers, and more. Tons of new music coming out. Corey Taylor from Slipknot talking about his New Year's resolution. It was kind of interesting, and I thought it would be a cool thing to kind of talk about, so we'll get to that in just a bit. But this week's new releases, not too many out. Barry Gibb, <laughs> yeah, from the Bee Gees. He's got an album out called Greenfield's The Gibb Brothers Songbook. So if you're a big Bee Gees fan, check that out. Also new music out from Viagra Boys. I think that's a punk group. Casper Clausen and Tony Glousey. New albums out this week. Not too many. Usually the first week of January, not going to see very many albums coming out. But we do have a lot of things to talk about in the rock world. As the big story this week is David Bowie remembered on Sunday, January 10th, 2016. The world lost David Bowie. And just two days after his 69th birthday. So today, January 8th, would have been his 74th birthday. Pretty awesome that they're getting this together for him because it's all going to go to a charity that David Bowie really felt strongly about. So check it out. It's all headed up by his Spiders from Mars keyboardist, Mike Garson. He was with the Spiders from Mars lineup in the 70s, and he's still... Uh, really in really good shape and he's uh, you know he's the one who's leading this whole thing check out all the musicians that are involved Def Leppard's Joe Elliott Peter Frampton Duran Duran Trent Reznor Billy Corgan Perry Farrell Bush's Gavin Rossdale the Colts Ian Asbury Lizzie Hale Macy Gray Rolling Stones Sideman Bernard Fowler Living Colors Corey Glover Boy George Taylor Momsen and more Dave Navarro, man, the list just goes on and on. So if you guys want to check that out, type in a Bowie celebration into Google. It'll go to the website, and uh, you guys could check that out starting at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here today, January 8th. So make sure you guys check that out, all right? Uh, Dave Grohl hails passing a $15 billion Save Our Stages Act. This is really cool. Dave Grohl said in a statement, quote, The preservation of America's smaller 
independent venues is not only crucial to the millions of concert goers whose lives are better by experiencing their favorite artists in the flesh, but to the future of music itself. End quote. He had this huge statement. I'm not going to read the whole thing for you, but it was very heartfelt. It was very honest. It was very cool. I thought it was uh, a really neat thing that he was uh, kind of bringing a lot of attention to something that needed to get passed in Congress uh, to help a lot of people. And so him and a lot of other people kind of had had a hand in pushing that through Congress and bringing a lot of attention to it. So this was passed on December 20th. So I wanted to share that with you guys because I took two weeks off. We haven't really had a lot of news stories, but this was one of the big ones that I wanted to make sure got some attention. So very cool. This $15 billion Save Our Stages Act has passed, and that's going to be a huge relief to a lot of local venues, touring musicians as well. So very cool. And more Foo Fighter uh, news. They released their second track off their new album, Medicine at Midnight. They dropped that track on midnight, well, at midnight on New Year's Eve. That was a pretty cool thing. Uh, first track of the year and uh, it's called No Son of Mine that was the track they released and the album Medicine and Midnight is coming out February 5th so check that out it features nine new uh, Foo Fighters songs their first album in over four years alright so more news in terms of new music Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam adding more songs to this new EP so this it's called the Matter of Time EP and it's a set of acoustic songs and covers performed and recorded throughout 2020 uh, when he was on lockdown, including versions of Bruce Springsteen's Growing Up. It was originally released in November as part of a digital live stream to benefit the EB Research Partnership. You could download that, pay a little bit, and it would go to that really cool charity. Well, now this new EP is going to be bigger and better because he's already added two more tracks, Future Days, Porch, and Just Breathe, to this Matter of Time EP. So no word if it's going to get a physical release, but it uh, looks to be coming out pretty soon so check that out pearl jams eddie vetter all right the killers sharing their track list of their next album back in august the killers released their sixth album and at the time they said they were already working on another record lead singer brandon flowers posted the track list and stirred up their fans interest on social media uh in an earlier interview he said quote every time someone makes a record they say they have 50 songs and they're going to release another record we really are end quote about being creative and having a surplus of new music he went on to say quote something powerful happened when i shut off the part of my brain that runs towards the grind and just started running towards the creative part of my brain end quote so sounds like he just had a lot of time to get creative and there you go it's going to be apparently like 40 or 50 tracks of new killers music coming out this year And speaking of new music coming out this year, Kings of Leon has been teasing little uh, new songs on their social media. And people are like, "Okay, a new album's coming out. And Jared Folliwell said on Christmas Day, quote, blame it on the holiday cheer. But I just feel like sharing the wait is nearly over 10 months ago enough. End quote. So looks like the new Kings of Leon album is going to be called When You See Yourself. And it's coming out March 5th. They've already released two singles called The Bandit and 100,000 People. The band has been teasing new material on their social media, so you can check it out if you follow them. And that new Kings of Leon album is coming out March 5th, When You See Yourself. So there you go. Also, new music apparently in the works from AFI. AFI announced on New Year's Day, one of the many rock bands announcing new music. Uh, They said, quote, Very soon, new songs shall be yours. Before the end of the year, our 11th album will follow. We could not be more happy with our latest work and hope you'll feel the same. Their most recent studio album, AFI, was released January 2017, so it's been about four years for them. Sounds about right. And uh, new AFI music. Can't wait to hear that, man. Hope it's good. 
Uh, Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park seeking out Twitch followers to produce. He's feeling generous with his time and talent in 2021. So he said, quote, I want to do something different with my socials and my Twitch channel for 2021. So today we kind of came up with this in the chat on Twitch. I want to find vocalists and songwriters who are out there and maybe don't have access to good producers or knowledge yet about how to produce a track. I want to find you, take your vocal and your song, and I'll produce it live on Twitch, and I'll try and do that as often as I can. Pretty awesome. He says, there's no formal contest, just intention. If you use the hashtag ShinodaProduceMe, he's going to do a Google search for that apparently every you know every day or every week, and it'll get get yourself noticed. All you got to do, it says, here, here are his rules for the track. Quote, I'm not doing vocals. I'd like the artist to only contribute vocals in one instrument, nothing filled out, just the song, and no backseat producing. The track has to be in my hands until I feel like I'm done. So there you go. End quote. Uh, you can do the hashtag Shinoda Produce Me if you guys are a up-and-coming musician, vocalist that want to get noticed. Maybe he'll produce your track. Pretty cool. Uh, Sammy Hagar in the Circle releasing Lockdown 2020 today. It's called the Lockdown Sessions, and the cover set features all the tunes the band recorded in quarantine and posted online since the pandemic hit. So they cover tracks from The Who, David Bowie, Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, Van Halen, ACDC, Buffalo Springfield, Bob Marley and the Wailers, and more. So check that out. Sammy Hagar's in the Circles Lockdown Sessions. It's called Lockdown 2020. Came out today. Seven Dust Morgan Rose opening up about playing virtual concerts. A lot of bands are doing this uh, this kind of stuff these days. And how does an artist actually feel about it? So he had a, he had a really cool kind of revealing quote. Uh, check this out. He says, I hadn't played a real show like playing hard in probably about a year. It was wild. It was wild to do that. And the people not being there, it felt like we were when we were first starting out, going on tour and having three or four people there. We had a few crew guys and a few lighting guys out there, and that was about it. So I just tried to go inside, you know, imagine. I tried to get inside my head. I played a lot with my eyes closed on that. I just tried to envision there being people there. He added, quote, I don't really see the people that much when we're playing live anymore either, but the response and the sound of it, that's the drug. That's the feeling. That's fulfillment. That's the sound of you just please somebody. So that's what I get out of it. And so to not have that, it was like, damn, end quote. And I bet, dude, I bet, I'm sure that's what a lot of musicians are feeling. It's just not quite the same, right? And as a fan, it's just not quite the same. I hear you, man. Apparently, this is an interesting news story that came out. Smashing Pumpkins started a Christmas album but junked it all and apparently saved us the torture. Billy Corgan said, quote, We did it kind of quick. I wasn't satisfied with the results, so I junked it all. He says, quote, It would probably lean more acoustic if we were to do it again. I would think it's a bit weird to make a wild Christmas record, although I like Jingle Bell Rock, which is basically 1950s rockabilly, end quote. So it sounds like they probably couldn't find that right medium. Like, you don't want to make, like, a hard-rocking Christmas album, but you don't want to make, like, a totally, you know, singy-songy Christmas album if you're a rock band. So that's probably hard to do, so they scrapped it. They're like, no, nah, not going to even put that out. So thanks. Billy Corgan for the foresight in that. Kiss rocks in 2021 with a record-breaking Dubai spectacular New Year's Eve. So their record, the Guinness Book World Record guys were on hand, and they got the world record for, quote, highest flame projection in a music concert and also for most flame projections launched simultaneously in a music concert, end quote. The concert's audience primarily watched the show from far-off hotel balconies, uh, the social distance concert was streamed live from the Royal Beach at Atlantis, Dubai, and shot with over 50 cameras. Here's the deal, though. They kind of sold out a little bit to the local um, local laws. Gene Simmons' traditional blood-spitting routine was absent. 
and the lyrics to two songs were changed. Virgin Soul became Sacred Soul in God of Thunder, while the word bitch was deleted from 100,000 years. According to legislation addressing language in, in Dubai, it says that, that language that, quote, disgraces the honor or modesty of an, an individual comes with a transgression fine of $2,700 or a jail sentence, end quote. So Gene Simmons didn't want to get fined 2700 bucks for saying those things or possibly jail. I don't think they would have put him in jail for that, but he, it just shows that he's such a cheap, a cheap-ass guy that he didn't want to pay. He'd rather change the lyrics of the song, you know, change the creative nature of the song to save a $2,700 fine for saying one or two words. That's like what a cheap-ass Gene Simmons is, in my view of that. I, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe he... Got, all of a sudden, he became morally, you know, uh, enlightened and wanted to change the lyrics. I don't think so, though. That's like when you go on Saturday Night Live and they tell you to change the lyrics. And most most bands that are pretty awesome and have street cred, they're like, screw you. I'm going to say whatever I wrote in the song. I'm not going to change it for you. But Kiss, you know, they're such a, I don't know, commercialized band. It's all about the money for them. Anyway, New Year's resolution. You guys have a New Year's resolution? I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, I, I kind of like Corey Taylor's New Year's resolution, and I'm trying to emulate that in my life as well. Here's the thing. Sugar. That's Corey Taylor's New Year's resolution is to kick his sugar habit. He told Kerrang! Magazine this week, while he's already given up smoking, drinking, and drugs, sugar has been the one thing that's been hardest for him to let go of. He says, quote, maybe it's because I'm surrounded by it because I have kids. It makes it a little tougher. Plus, my sweet tooth is also just so ridiculous I once filled a red solo cup with peanut butter and a half a bag of M&Ms and ate it like a bowl of cereal. This is the kind of person you're dealing with. I'm not an amateur. I'm a professional fat ass, end quote. That that sounds good. That sounds like something I would totally do at uh, 11 o'clock at night. Uh, And, you know, he's already managed to get a lot healthier over the past couple years. They both adopted plant-based diets, him and his wife, Alicia Taylor, and they had planned to start a plant-based taco food truck until the pandemic hit. I'm sure they're reevaluating that uh, idea, right? Not going to really work out, uh, especially this year. All right, some birthdays in the rock world this week, guys. On January 8th, the week of January 8th, we got Marilyn Manson turning 52 this week. Chris Stein, the guitarist from Blondie, turning 71. Robbie Krieger, the Doors guitarist, turning 75. Jimmy Page, Led Zeppelin guitarist, turning 77. Dave Matthews, the guitarist from the Dave Matthews Band, turning 54. All right, this week in music history trivia, guys. This week in 1968, go back to the 60s, man, you know, flower power. 1968, the first large-scale East Coast rock festival kicks off. Over 100,000 attended the three-day event, which featured the Grateful Dead, Steppenwolf, Procol Harum, Three Dog Night, Chuck Berry, Fleetwood Mac, Marvin Gaye, Joni Mitchell, and Canned Heat. Sounds like the Woodstock lineup pretty much, right? But this was before Woodstock. This was the first large-scale East Coast Rock Festival in 1968. What was the name of the festival? All right, this was before Woodstock. Was it A, Cool on the Coast Festival, B, the Aquarian Exposition Festival, or C, the Miami Festival? What do you guys think? It was the Miami Festival. The first large-scale East Coast Rock Festival kicked off this week in Hallandale, Florida. This was over a year before the Woodstock Festival, which took place in August of 69. All right, we got some more on this week in rock history trivia. On this week in 1993, during a live interview on the BBC's London Tonight News program, the bassist from this band announced live on TV that he has quit the band. 
much to the surprise of the host and the audience. What band was it? Was it A, Led Zeppelin, B, The Rolling Stones, or C, Black Sabbath? Bassist quit live on TV during an interview uh, announced as quitting the band, I should say. Uh, in 1993, Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones, or Black Sabbath? Who do you think it was? It was Bill Wyman, the bassist from the Rolling Stones. He announced uh, during a live interview on the BBC's London Tonight News program, he says, quote, I really don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> that was that was his quote. And uh, they, they were kind of like flabbergasted. Uh, I remember the headlines when that came out. So Bill Wyman on this week quit the Rolling Stones in 1993. Okay, so let's move on to some more news topics here. Uh, Movie TV entertainment news. The Grammy Awards have been postponed, so we're not going to see any rock Grammys being awarded anytime soon. Apparently, those will be taking place now Sunday, March 14th. Trevor Noah is still the host of the event, but L.A. is really bad right now, so it's probably a smart thing uh, for them to not have that. The government is helping the entertainment industry as the COVID crisis continues. Uh, so according to among this efforts, a relief package in the U.S. Um, is uh, geared towards saving 70 percent of small and medium sized movie theaters. So they're they're um, doing this film. It's called the film and TV restart scheme. And so they're trying to, you know, support these small and medium sized movie theaters across the country with some cash infusions. That's crazy, man. I don't know how they're going to survive. If, if it's a whole nother year, I don't, I don't, I don't see those places surviving. Uh, but we'll have to just see. Movie, TV, entertainment news in the rock world. Motley Crue's Tommy Lee, members of Five Finger Death Punch and Papa Roach, going to be featured in a movie called The Retaliators. Also, there will be apparently cameo appearances from Ozzy Osbourne, Alice Cooper, Lemmy, Iggy Pop, and Marilyn Manson. I'm interested about the Lemmy one because he's passed away, so they must have filmed that a while ago. Interesting. I don't know. Um, so that one's coming out sometime this year. It's called The Retaliators. There's no release date, but there is a trailer out there. Uh, so if you want to Google that, check it out. So this was interesting in Japan. They had their all-time box office hit of all time this past weekend, earning $313.9 million. It's called Demon Slayer the Movie Mujin Train. It became Japan's biggest box office hit of all time this weekend. During a pandemic, they still set the record for uh, biggest box office hit in Japan. So that's crazy that that many people were out going to the movie theaters. But they set a record pretty nuts. Uh, Looks like Hulu and live TV subscribers are going to get a bunch more channels, including Comedy Central, MTV, Nick, BET, and other legacy Viacom channels part of their lineup. But get this, the Hulu package now is $64.99 a month. The, that's the baseline Hulu and live TV tier with ad-supported VOD. That's $64.99 a month. That's an 18% increase from last year. So, I mean, for all the people that are doing that and paying for internet, and they're trying to say that they're saving money or that they're cutting the cable, like, that's stupid to me. You could get a cable TV package for that same price that would have more channels in it than that and that would include um, Comedy Central. It wouldn't include uh, Disney but that's where maybe people want it because they want to watch Disney stuff. I don't know. 65 bucks a month for that Hulu stuff seems like of a lot of money compared to what you would get with just regular cable because you can't get internet cheaper than 50-60 bucks a month anyway, right? So that's 
you're already paying 130 right there with just internet and that Hulu thing. And my cable package is 150 so I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me yet. Okay, news from around the world. This is pretty neat. Um, Mercury, Jupiter, and Saturn will form a rare triple conjunction uh, that's happening this tonight, Friday, Ju- January 8th, and it goes through Monday evening, January 10th. Mercury, Jupiter, Saturn will be visible in the night sky at the same time. Apparently, this is how they're going to describe it. NASA is saying, quote, the planet Mercury will appear to pass first by Saturn, then by Jupiter as it shifts away from the horizon, visible each evening low in the west-southwest and setting before the evening twilight ends. Forbes is reporting the three planets will be in the same two degrees of the sky in the Capricorn constellation. So check that out. That sounds really neat. Maybe if you have some... um, telescopes or if you would just want to you know check it out online i'm sure their nasa is going to be streaming some stuff that's pretty neat starting tonight uh some good news the pandemic is fueling a surge in marijuana use 71 percent said they cut down on their use of ecstasy lsd cocaine and 35 percent uh are reporting consuming more marijuana uh, and they're finding this is because people are not going out to the clubs no one's going out to the clubs no one's doing that that stuff right now so they're just chilling at home <laughs> no one's doing the party drugs uh, party drugs going down 70 percent. pretty cool so i think that's a good thing i mean you know i don't know if you guys are all into that stuff me i'm i'm getting to the age where i'm not doing that kind of shit anyway i'm just chilling smoking so i think that's a you know it's a good kind of indicator of where we're at as a country too um this was something that it's not really rock news at all but I don't know if you guys remember the Vianetta ice cream cakes. They were big in the 80s and the 90s. They were made with layers of ice cream and frozen chocolate. It was all crispy and like when you cut into it with a fork. Man, dude, I don't know why this like grabbed my attention so much, but it's it, they're back after almost 30 years. Good Humor's Vianetta ice cream cakes. They're coming back this year, and I can't wait. That sounds really bad for me to say that especially since i was talking about my sugar new year's resolution that is not going to help that will not help that at all um (laughs) all right so they did this thing about negative tweets where they were trying to find the worst fast food restaurants this is my last story of the week guys uh the study only tracked data featuring negative tweets not positive ones um so more than 180,000 geotag tweets were tracked and they tried to find out the nation's worst fast food restaurants in order of how many bad tweets were about that restaurant so the number one (laughs) the number one was burger king burger king was the most hated on twitter with 15 states being number one in terms of bad tweets about burger king number two was mcdonald's number three was taco bell then we got Wendy's, Arby's, KFC, Jack in the Box, and White Castle rounding out the list. But Burger King, number one, most hated fast food restaurant, according to Twitter. All right, guys, that does it for Rock News Weekly. This week, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Rock News Weekly. Check out the photos from our interviews. All of our links are up on nine different platforms at rocknewsweekly.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please take the time to rate our podcast in the Apple and Google stores. We do appreciate it. And let your friends know. If you got somebody in your family or circle of friends that uh, is a, a rocker and would appreciate some rock news every week, let them know about the podcast It's quick, it's easy, and you can check out our one-minute videos on our socials. And, uh, yeah, glad to kick off 2021 with you guys. So we got lots of rock news in store for you all year long. 
So give us a like and a follow. Stick around with us, and we'll see you later. Have a good one. Peace.